good morning, good morning on this lovely, beautiful day. I am your host, Wise Word Chemist. And as always, I won't be before you long, but I do want to talk about some things, right? Uh, this time, it might be a little more controversial. And I know a lot of people, uh, there's, there's uh, mixed emotions on what I'm about to talk about today. But we're going to go ahead and open up Pandora's box, yeah? Let's get into it. So, on the news today, we find out that the officer in Baton Rouge shot and killed Alton Sterling, an unarmed black man, who, who was apparently uh, selling CDs in front of a gas station. And I don't know, y'all saw the video. Seemed like the police was kind of on some overkill, right? And so we have these situations, repeated situations, and there seems to be a pattern. Now, I don't want to get into too much of the semantics of it, but I do want to talk about police reform, because I believe that, in any case, whether you believe that, you know, white people are getting shot more, or, you know, uh, people of color are getting shot more, who are unarmed. Here's what I'll say about that. I believe that life is precious, and I believe that even some of the uh, most hard-headed of us, uh, in a lot of situations where we've seen police shoot unarmed citizens, or non-citizens for that matter, anybody, uh, from what I can tell, it seems that there seems to be a disconnect in the police officer's training and there's all there's always a pattern and at this point i think anybody can look and see that there's a growing pattern of unarmed citizens being shot and killed and <clears throat> the bigger issue not only are they uh, taking lives unnecessarily they are also facing no repercussions I believe that that's where <clears throat> Black Lives Matter had failed as a movement to address uh, what I did not like about the Black Lives Matter movement was not so much what they were protesting for. I thought that was noble. And I think that they, there's no greater exposition of uh, exercising your American rights than to see something that you feel is not right or know that is not right and you stand up and say something about it. That that's what it that's what hell being an American is all about. Voicing your opinion, voicing your concerns. And so on this particular subject of police shooting, we have citizens, both black, white, we have Mexican, Asian, I mean you run the whole gambit of American citizens who are standing up in outrage. And the thing that I did not appreciate about the Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm going to echo Oprah Winfrey on this, is that they, as a movement, failed to list what it is that they want. Uh, no list of demands. There's no list of what they expect to be done to actually uh, prevent unnecessary deaths uh, and police
police encounter with uh, people here in America. And so because they failed to do that, I feel that that's where their movement lost its steam. Uh, I don't think it lost its validity, but it definitely lost its steam. And I have theories as to why. I believe that the majority of them are millennials and they just have no damn idea of, you know, what it is that they truly want. They want something that's clear. They want something to be done about people being killed unnecessarily. But they have not, I don't feel like they have uh, articulated correctly what it is that they expect to be done. They have been, I have not seen them offer solutions that can be implemented to prevent further deaths by law enforcement in situations that do not require lethal use of force. And so obviously there is a training problem with police officers across the United States. And the reason I say this is because when you look at the discipline when it comes to uh, shooting and killing someone, you can see that the armed forces have the discipline in most cases when they're in a foreign country trying to uh, assist uh, governments on foreign soil with their uh, civil conflicts, they are not going around randomly just killing everybody, right? Now, I'm not going to say that there has not been incidents. I'm, I've seen incidents uh, through leaked videos and such, so on and such. Um, and obviously, I can't account for everything that goes on on the ground there because, hell, I'm not there. But what I will say is that they have in the back of their mind that if there is some illegal killing or illegal activity, if they engage someone without the, uh, the go-ahead from a commanding officer, yes, they will face a court-martial and they will go to jail. And I believe that whatever that training is, police do not have that on their conscience. They do not fear repercussions when they pull that trigger. And I've, I've listened to the other side of the argument that says, well, if it was you, you don't know this person. You don't know what they're capable of. All you know is that if they're making certain, their body language is suggesting that they possibly have a gun, then you only have a, a split second to make a decision or it could be your life. It could be you not coming home to your children. And while I do understand the logic in that, however, what I do not understand is that this is what the position 
calls for. And I believe that if you an armed if you decide to join the armed forces or you decide to put on that badge, then you have to carry around with you a certain responsibility to save lives, not take lives. Yeah. And I believe in situations, hostile situations where you know for a fact that your suspect is armed and dangerous. Say in the case of uh, Dylan Roof, a young white male who slaughtered nine uh, churchgoers, and I believe that was uh, South Carolina or North Carolina. Don't quote me on that. But the video was recently released of his apprehension. And the interesting thing is that they arrested him so tenderly. Um, <clears throat> no, he did not uh, make a, uh, he did not make it hard to be apprehended. But they did know he was armed. They did know he was dangerous. And they did know that he was willing to massacre human beings. And they did not approach him in the same manner that we see police officers approach black men under the suspicion of a crime, right? Under the suspicion of a crime. Because in a lot of these cases, it's all suspicion. They do not know for a fact that these people are armed or are dangerous or we end up seeing that they were not being aggressive towards the officer in a manner that would suggest that uh, that unarmed person was uh, going to harm them in any fashion and so I believe there is a psychological component to it and I've argued with my friends to say well you know what I don't think that, you know, it's so much of a conscious action. It's more of an unconscious bias. And so that brings me to my final point, which is that I believe that there needs to be a, number one, a stronger vetting process for police officers. And I believe that as American citizens, we shouldn't have a problem with Footing the bill, because we already footing the bill, right? Footing the bill to have uh, um, an independent psychological review board of all police officers, both coming in and veterans. And we need to um, find out what are these internal biases, right? Because we've seen police officers, you know, shoot a dog that wasn't going to harm them and also made no threat towards them. And in a lot of cases I've seen where, you know, it seemed like more of a, a, a like a, a fun killing, right? A leisure killing. Just do it just because you can do it. And, uh... I believe this lack of respect for life is a problem and 
that's something that needs to be detected early before an off before an applicant becomes becomes accepted into the police academy. And those who are veterans need to be reevaluated. And I, and I understand that there's unions and all this red tape and bureaucracy and blah, 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 but we have to do something and we have to do it now. We have to find a way to correct this now. People are losing their lives. And in the, the recent killing, uh, I believe it was in uh, California, where a guy gets shot in his grandmother's backyard and he wasn't even the person they was looking for. And as you watch the video, this man had literally about two seconds. If there was time for him to comply with whatever the officer was saying, he literally had less than two seconds to get it right before they fired 20 shots into him. And he was holding a phone in his own backyard. And so I see that as a problem. They said he had a gun. He didn't. It was in the thick of night. They did not know for certain that he was dangerous. They did not know for certain that he was their suspect. They made an assumption and stole a locker. And I am 100% certain that nothing will happen to them. Not anything will happen to those officers. I know that today. I can say that with 120% certainty that they will face no repercussions for taking this man's life. And it doesn't seem to bother the American people, especially the citizens of that that uh, state and city, that they're going to pay millions in tax funds to pay this family for this wrongful death. We know that that's going to happen. We know that they're going to continue with their job and they're going to be on the street. And we know for a fact that it's going to come out of the taxpayer's pocket and out of the city's pocket. We know that. This is the game. I've been alive for 30 plus years and it's always the same story, the same ending. And I think that more psychological evaluation must be done deeper. They must find these inherent biases, these fears. I believe that it's a fear. And I believe that if you have these fears, then you're not fit to be a police officer. And I understand that this job, to be a police officer, you know, I've, I've looked into the application and thought about it. And it doesn't seem like all that hard of a job to get. And so it leads me to believe that most people that become police officers are doing it to make make amends for their uh, financial stability. I don't think there are more police officers who become or take the position just so they can help people out because they want to serve and protect. I, I just honestly don't believe that. I believe that they're like any other body uh, who's looking for a job, needs a job, who have low skills, low education, and this is one of those jobs where, you know, it's fairly easy to get, and all things considered, and uh, that, you know, because of that, they are not, you know, 
the best of the best. They're not the best that America has to offer. And I know those are harsh words, but if we take a close look at it, I think in my city you only need 60 college credits to uh, pursue the job, which those 60 college credits can come from anyway. You just think you need a few in uh, criminal justice class. And I, I don't believe that that's enough. I don't, I don't believe. I believe that to become a police officer, you need to be the best of the best, the brightest of the brightest. And uh, I don't think that's what we have right now. And I think that's why we continue to see the issues that we're seeing. And if we intend and want to change that, I believe the way to go is for police officers to have a stronger educational background in criminal justice for law in the United States Constitution. And I believe that the independent psychological review board must uh, vet these officers for internal racial biases or aggression so that we can effectively prevent uh, unnecessary deaths while police officers are on duty. I believe that they need better training so that they're not too quick to pull the trigger until they know for certain that it is a life-threatening situation towards them and not just have it one way that every encounter with a police officer becomes a life-threatening situation for people on American soil. Anyway, that's what I have to say on the topic and the subject, and uh, I hope that you can receive what I'm saying with open arms, an open mind, an open heart, and really think about what I'm asking, and see that what I'm asking is not biased, but that it is simply a measure to protect everybody, because obviously we want all fathers to go home, not just some. We want all mothers to go home, not just some. And we want even the knuckleheads to go home to their parents. Not just some of them. Right? Think about it. We truly, truly care about human life. Then I'm asking to put these steps in order so that we can get a better police force. Something that we can really proud of as American citizens. Not something that we have to be embarrassed about. As always, I am your host, Wise Word Kenneth. You guys take care.